Oh, good morning, good morning. How are y'all out there today? This beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, listen, I want to start off by thanking my Lord and Savior for what he did on Calvary's cross. Every single day, I do my best to wake up and thank him for that cross. I, I mean, I have communion almost every morning with my Savior. I don't I don't partake in, 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 in the sacraments, but every morning I remember what he did for me on that cross. I never want to go a day. I never want to go a moment without thanking my Lord and Savior for dying for me on that old rugged cross. He didn't have to do it, but he did it. And I thank him for it every morning. I want you to thank him this morning. Say, thank you, Jesus, for dying for me on that cross. And, and I want to I want to thank Steve Brewer there at Pineview Church of God for sponsoring my program here. I love you, sir. God bless you and, and all the people that go to your church. Great bunch of folks out there on Camp 8 Road just inside the Wayne County area coming out of Perry County there. Uh, I'd like to thank Brother Don Foreman, every church of God, and, and all their prayers and, and his support. My church, Victory Baptist Church, thank y'all. And I'd like to thank uh, uh, people like the Hartfields out in Perry County and, and, and the McKinnis family. And, and, and I mean, all the the, the, the boosts, the, the, man, there's so many people out there that listen. And I thank all y'all for listening uh, uh, throughout the week through my daily show. Man, I couldn't do this without y'all's prayers. I couldn't do this without y'all. I love y'all, and I thank y'all for listening. I thank 93.1, and I also thank 106.9. Uh, they cover down the Mobile area. This will be replayed on their show a little bit later on this morning during the 8.30 to 9 o'clock hour. And I thank them, too, for allowing the gospel to be unafraid to let Jesus Christ's name go out over the airwaves. This is a very important thing. Because this is a dark and dying world right now. And the word of God, the word of Jesus Christ needs to go forth. They're trying to pass laws against us. They hate us. They hate Jesus Christ. Therefore, they hate us. And I'm telling you, it's time to stand up. It's time to take notice to what's going on around you. It's time for you to preach the gospel from wherever you work. Stand up. Be a Christian. Let your light ever shine before men. He said you don't put a light on a hill and then put a basket over it and cover it up. Let them know at work you're a Christian. Let them know at home. Let them know wherever you go. Let your light ever so shine before men. We're going to be in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 is probably one, one of the most powerful chapters in the whole Bible. But I love Romans chapter 8. I don't know if I'll get through with it or not, but we fixing to go. Uh, Romans chapter 8, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in, which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after this flesh, but after the Spirit. Are you in Christ Jesus? You know, uh, uh, do, do, do you sound, do you say, do you do the things you're supposed to do? But is it in your heart? Is it who you are? Are you in him and him and you? Are you two combined together? Remember, he said, me and my father will make our abode inside of you. And then I will send back a comforter to live inside of you. Uh, 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 are you in Christ as Noah was in the ark? 
You know, Noah preached for 120 years. I want you to get this. I know you hear it all the time, but I want you to make this a reality. For 120 years, this man preached judgment was coming and nobody believed him. And when he got in the ark, God closed the door. God sealed it up. And then judgment came. I'm telling you, judgment is coming upon the land. Judgment is coming. And if you ain't in Christ Jesus, like Noah was in the ark, whenever he shuts the door, whenever he takes up those that are dead and then those that are alive and remain, when that rapture comes or whenever you die, every how you get there, you are there. But those that are left, those that are left on that final day will have hell to face. I want you to know today. I want you to believe in your heart today. I want you to repent today. I want you to know. I don't care if you are a pastor I'm talking to. I don't care if you're the song leader. I don't care if you're the Sunday school teacher. Or I don't care if this is the first time you ever heard the gospel. I want you to be sure that you know you are in Christ Jesus. This is the most important question you could ever be asked. This is the most important question you could ever answer. Are you in Christ Jesus? Do your fruit bear it? Do people know you as a Christian? Let me tell you about the world's Christian. There was a man come to my house the other day to, to look at doing some work. And, 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 of course, I didn't tell him I was a preacher. He just come up in the house and... Here I am just in a set of old overalls and just, I'm just relaxed sitting around the house and he just, he, in every sentence he's got a little cuss word in there. Well, I didn't correct him. What do sinners do? They sin. But when he left, listen to me, when he left, he said, God bless you, sir. Boy, ain't that the church today? I'm talking about he's got cussing in his mouth. And out of the same words he cussed with, he tried to bless me with the same mouth he just cussed with. That's the church of the day. That is not somebody that's in Christ Jesus. He said sweet water and bitter water can't come out of the same fountain. I'm telling you, you better know that you know that you know that you are in Christ Jesus. He says... Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What goes through your mind during the day? What are you looking at on your phone? What are you watching on TV? What are you listening on the radio? What are the words that are coming out of your mouth? Are they carnal? Are you a carnal man? Are you gossiping? Are you talking about the games? Are you talking about everything else except Jesus Christ? No, there's nothing wrong with talking about football. There's nothing wrong with talking about other things in life. But Christ has to be the center of who you are. He has to be your core. He has to be your being. He has to be who you are. And do those around you know, without asking you, are you a man or a woman of God? Those around you, will they follow you? Will they say, this person right here, I know he's saved. I ain't never caught him lying or cheating or stealing. He says, 
For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. In other words, when you got saved, there was something that happened to you that tells you you no longer have a desire to sin. Sin no longer has dominion over you. You have a conscience. You don't want to lie. You don't want to pick something up off the ground that don't belong to you. You don't want to look at naked men and naked women. You don't want to lust. You don't want to be perverse. You don't want to look at pornography. All them things you used to do does not become you no more. Are you following the Spirit? The law of the Spirit of life has made you free from the law of sin. Sin no longer has dominion over you. Is that you today? Have you become a new creature in Christ? Did them old things really pass away? You see, what happens is that people hear the gospel and they want the gospel. They want to be like that. But they, they never get born again. They never become that new creature. So, But in the carnal, in the flesh... They try not to lie. They try to live a good life. They try to be a good person in the flesh. And after a while, it gets too hard. And you'll see them go back to being the old man they used to be. Because they've been acting this whole time. They've been giving lip service to the Lord. Not that they was evil. They just didn't get born again. They just didn't do it the right way. They just didn't surrender. Maybe, you know, sometimes people don't surrender because uh, uh, they like having street credit. They like being macho or they like this or they like that. So they want a little bit of what the world got and want a little bit of what God got. you got to lose your life to save it. If you save your life, you'll lose it. you got to give Christ everything you got. He wants it all. He said, for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. In other words, he did it in the same flesh you and I have. He showed us it could be done. Now he did it perfectly, but we can't. So he sent back the comforter to help us. And he sent a new thing called grace to help us. But we are never to mock grace. We are never to make lasciviousness of grace. Grace does not give you a license to sin. Grace helps you out because you can't be perfect like Jesus, but you can be perfectly committed every single day to say, Today, I'm going to make my Father in heaven proud. Today, I'm not going to sin. Today, I'm not going to lie. I will chew my tongue off before I lie. I will, I will. Jesus was so serious about sin. He said, pluck your eye out if you can't stop it from looking where it ain't supposed to be looking. He said, cut your hand off if you can't stop stealing. Chop your feet off if it keeps taking you to the to the adulterer's house or to the dope house or whatever you go to. He's that serious about sin. That wasn't a metaphor. That wasn't a hyperbole. He was that serious about sin. Sin separates you from God. Sin sends you to hell. 
Get away from all forms of sin. Work on it. You know, you read the Bible and you see the things you're supposed to do, but if you never do them, what good? If knowledge is not applied, it is no good to you. You have to apply the Word of God to your life. He said that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So in other words, the only righteousness we have, the only good thing we have is our faith in Jesus Christ. Do you have that faith? Because you can't get there by works. All of our works is as filthy rags. We can't get there by works. You get there by faith. Remember, this Bible isn't a book of reason. It's a book of faith. Hebrews 11 says, For without faith it is impossible to please God. We have to learn to walk in faith. We don't walk by sight. The things that we see don't make sense. The things that we see don't make sense. But by faith we live. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded is death. He's talking about death as in hell. To be carnally minded will land you in a place of hell. Jesus described it in Matthew 5 as hell fire. I'm telling you there is a place that is called hell and it is real and you will be there if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you don't trust in Him, if you don't have faith in Him, if you are not found in Him, if you are found giving lip service and your heart is far removed, I don't care about your attendance record in church, I don't care how much money you put in a plate. I don't care how many Bibles you buy for the jail. I don't care what you do. Your good works will not trump what Jesus Christ did on the cross. If you are carnally minded, you will go to a place called hell. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life as in heaven. You see the sinner. Will die two deaths. He'll die physical death. And then a second death. Which is called hell. The saved. Will die one death in the flesh. And then live. In heaven forever. Won't that be a wonderful place. Jesus talked more about hell. Than he did heaven. Because it's a bad place and he don't want none of us to go there. God's will is that all men should repent. But Isaiah 5 says the boundaries of hell expand every day. I want you to make heaven. What I'm talking to you is serious. This ain't this ain't joke time. This ain't playing time. This is this is serious. I I, I personally believe we in the fourth quarter. We're in the last the two minute warning, whatever you want to call it. I believe this is, we're coming to the end of this thing. But even if we ain't, Jesus said today was the day of salvation. I always want to put that in there. 
Because if I tell you tomorrow's the rapture, then ain't for another 30 years. You say, oh, that preacher's lie. They always say that. They've been saying that their whole life. And they have been. But it's coming. It's going to happen. 65 books of the Bible have come true. Number 66, the book of Revelation, one day will happen. That's a guarantee. But we ain't guaranteed to see it. We ain't guaranteed to see the end of this day. Some of you might die driving to church this morning. Do you know Him as your Savior? Do you know Him? He says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. In other words, people that are carnal can't see it, they ain't got eyes to see it, they ain't got ears to hear it, none of this makes sense to them, they mock at it, they laugh at it, they don't understand it, even there's some people in the church that, that, that don't understand it, they hear what the preacher's saying, but they don't get it, because you can't understand this Bible in the flesh. If Christ haven't given you ears to hear and eyes to see, you ain't going to understand it. The unsaved cannot grasp the principle of the Bible. The unsaved cannot feel the Spirit. The unsaved does not have the Holy Spirit living inside of them. Because sin separates you from God. I, it's amazing to me how when somebody dies on TV or some big celebrity dies, they're always in a better place. But on earth, they did drugs, they slept around, they cursed, they partied. But oh, when they died, all them carnally minded people, they want to put them in heaven. This sinner that was a sinner above all sin, oh, they in a better place. Let me tell you what, they ain't in no better place. They burning in hell. Hell is a very real possibility for majority of the people that you know, that I know. That's scary. Some of the people you go to church with will go to hell. Some of the Christians, so-called Christians that you know will go to hell. Why am I saying that? Because Jesus said it. Matthew 7. Not all that say, Lord, Lord. Enter in. And they said, but didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we do great and mighty things? He said, flee from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. He's not talking to the carnal. He's not talking to the people in the world. He's talking to the people in church. I'm trying to tell you this morning. I'm talking to those that's going to church. I'm talking to the tares. I'm talking to the goats. Make sure before you leave church today, that you go to that altar and you repent. Because you know in your heart if you're right with God or not. You know in your heart the thoughts that go through your mind. Are they thoughts of hate, bigotry, racism? Uh, 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 are, are, are you thinking about money all the time? Are you thinking about God? What is your life? What are you following? Do you follow the flesh or do you follow the spirit? What consumes you? He says... So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh 
cannot please God. But, he's talking to the saved. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If the spirit of God dwell in you, you are a son of God. But if not, you are a son to Satan. You belong to the devil. You have two fathers, either Father God or Father Satan. Either you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. There is no other way about it. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. If Christ is in you, you should not have willful sins in your life. In other words, you shouldn't be willfully drunken, willfully fornicating. You know what I'm saying? There's some sins that that you're doing on purpose. A, a, a person, nobody's perfect. But a person that's spiritually minded will make a mistake. But their sins are mistakes. It is not a willful sin. A man or a woman that is saved will not run out and commit adultery. A man or a woman that is saved will not go out and get high. A man or a woman that is saved will not be drunk. A man or a woman that is saved will not steal. They certain things that sin does not have dominion. Sin does not rule them. If sin is ruling you, you have not the Spirit of Christ in you. But... Even though you have the Spirit of Christ in you, you will still make mistakes, for we have all fallen short of the glory of God. They will nobody be perfect. I'm not trying to preach to you perfectness, but I'm telling you, you can be sanctified. You are justified. You can be holy. You can be separate from the world. And when you make a mistake, you don't water it. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. You, you say, Lord, forgive me. I repent. I'm not going to do that again. That's why God loved David so much. David knew how to repent. Whenever you make a mistake, you feel sorry about it. Now, how's somebody going to call in the middle of a church service? When you make a mistake, you feel sorry for it. You don't, you don't do nothing willful. That's the difference. I see people, I talk to a lot of people. Now salvation is of the Lord, no doubt. No doubt. I can't tell you who saved and who ain't. That's his business. I guess when the boss's daughter calls, you answer the phone. <laughs> Listen to me. For if you live after the flesh. No, let me get back up here. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Ma'am, won't that be awesome one day? One day we're going to be resurrected. One day we go, oh, think about that day. One day we're going to be in a place called heaven. I, I can't wait for it.
I can't wait for it. I live for it every day. He said, but if you live after the flesh, you shall die. If you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live mortify. That means to, to, to kill, to, to destroy, mortify. Think about a mortician. Think about the morgue. It's dying. If you, you have to kill the sin in your life daily. Jesus said, pick up your cross daily see jesus knew that his disciples would make mistakes that's why he gives us the opportunity to repent daily to die to yourself daily to pick up your cross daily but daily you die to yourself daily you move away from sin you don't live in sin you don't walk in sin you don't bask in sin you get away from sin amen and he said for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Oh, have you ever done that? He says, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Oh, have you ever sat down or laid down or got in a position and just prayed so long that you cried? That you just called Abba Father? That you just called on the Father's name? That you just kept saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Have you cried for your neighbor's children? Have you cried for the schools? Have you cried for the government? Have you cried for the state that the church is in? Have you cried for the missionaries that give their life for the Lord? Have you cried for those on the front line that's in communist countries trying to, just trying to hear about Jesus? They don't have it like we got it. They get killed for what we take granted of. Have you ever done that? Because we are joint heirs with Christ, amen. He said, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Paul said all the bad things that we go through aren't nearly comparable as the glory that we shall have in heaven. My time's running out. I want to jump over here to 36. Listen how beautiful this is. 8 and 36. As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Are you willing to be counted as a sheep? Are you willing to stand up? I ain't talking about being slaughtered. They, they ain't killing us right now in America like they are in other parts of the world. But are you willing to stand up at work and face peer pressure? Are you willing to stand up at school and tell them you're a Christian and share the word of God with them, share the gospel of Jesus Christ and not worry about the verbal persecution Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want you to know these things because if what's coming's coming, you're going to need to know that Christ is with you and you are in Christ. There may come a time where you're going to have to stand up and be counted as a sheep for slaughter. That type of faith has to grow. It don't come overnight. Start living by faith now. Start preaching now wherever you're at. I ain't talking about behind the pulpit. I'm talking about telling people about Jesus from wherever you from wherever you live. It starts at home and moves out from there. Father God in heaven, we thank you, we love you, we praise you, Father. Fathers, we pray a prayer of repentance, Lord. Father, we, we ask you, Lord, to forgive us of our sins, to help us to draw closer to you. Father, forgive us for we have failed you. Father, help us, Lord, to make you proud of us this day, Lord. Help us to walk in faith that we may please you. Be with us this day wherever we go that we honor you and that we become the disciples you created us to be. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.